0: Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the show. Today we've got Ben Brand with us. So Ben was in the army Read a no money down property book, came to progressive property, and has over the last eighteen months has built up over sixty units in serviced accommodation, and he's here to show you how he did it. But before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hi Ben, welcome to the show. So, just for anyone listening in who doesn't know who Ben is, can you tell us a little bit about Ben Brand? So, I guess before, if you start with before you started in property, what was your what was your life like? What were you doing? And I guess, what was the first thing that made you decide, I want to get into property?
1: Hey, Kevin. Well, thanks so much for inviting me to the show first off. And yeah, I'd be happy to recount with my sort of um, tale prior to getting into property. So my background sort of from my working life before property was in the military. So I did just over 12 years in the army, which yeah, was a great career in many times and sort of, yeah, I got a lot of fulfillment and satisfaction out of it. I'm sort of proud of a lot of stuff I did there. However, I think I got sort of my 12-year point, which is kind of like for many in the military, it's a bit of a tipping point because kind of if you go much further, you're kind of going to basically stick it out till the end. Um, And I thought I didn't really feel at that point that I was kind of really maximizing my potential. And I kind of wanted to feel like I had a bit more control in my life. So. I started looking around in terms of different options and I must admit, Kevin, um, actually the first property book I ever read was the one by you, No Money Down. Um, and That was sort of a, def- a guiding force. I mean, prior to that, I'd read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I know that's a little bit of a cliche almost, that book, but it is in, in every way, shape and form. It is an awesome book. Um, And that sort of took me down the uh, sort of route of looking at property as a potential investment vehicle. And so... One thing led to another. I, I came across Progressive Property um, last year. So I think that was around May last year. I sort of did my first Multiple Streams event, which you were actually at. Uh, went there sort of without no, with no major plan in mind. Sort of um left there with a lot more ideas in terms of what I was going to do. And one thing led to another, and I did a few property courses with Progressive, and settled on service accommodation as my strategy. Um, and so yeah, that's kind of like what brought me into um yeah property, and I actually got my first unit november last year so literally one year and eight days ago was when i got my first set of keys to a rent to service
0: accommodation um and sort of as i say after that kind of rest is history really when you were in the army before you started picked up the nominee damn book and read it what what experience had you in property had you ever bought your own home had you done anything in property
1: that was literally it kevin so yeah i just brought my own home um which actually i always say this is an interesting one actually so I brought my own home with my wife, as you do at the time, and a completely emotional decision. I think we got kind of a good deal, but about five years later, later we refinanced that property to sort of get some money for, well, actually ended up going into this business. And I have kind of felt at the time, actually, that the amount of money we made by accident, I actually thought, you know what, if I've made that much money by accident, imagine how much money I can make if I did this on purpose. And that was quite a um, crystallizing thought for me because I actually thought, you know what, there's, wow, we literally our properties can up in value 50 grand in this time. And all we did was buy it and live in it. So imagine if I did this with properties I'm, I meant to make money out of.
0: I remember back in 2005, six, seven, when the property market was booming, everyone was thinking it's going to as high as it'll ever go. And then there was the 08 crash and now it's higher than it was before the crash. And um, it just continuously seems to go up and there is a property cycle that pushes it up. So yeah, making money by accident. I love that. If I can make that by accident, what could I make if I actually did it on purpose? So you you came to progressive. You did you you did some of the the you looked at the different types of trainings. You settled on serviced accommodation. What was it about serviced accommodation that appealed to you or that you liked about it?
1: Um, a number of things. I mean, first off, massive caveat here. I am an absolute massive geek. Um, and when they told me I could kind of run my business from my smartphone and stuff, which sort of transpired. There's a little bit more to it than that, in all fairness. But I like the idea of having something that you could sort of set up and the systems and stuff. But I also just, being a bit of um, an analyst in terms of my background, ran the numbers and I just sort of looked and saw, I saw this is a new strategy and it's got sort of, um, it's such a disruptive um strategy because clearly it is a massive sort of, for me it was a pretty simple strategy in some ways, essentially you can provide something that massively undercut the hotel, but provided a better value product and I think that's really been the core part of our business model from day one but I thought it makes sense to me and when I ran the numbers and I looked at what was available and actually... Yeah, that's a good offering if I were in the position of say the kind of key market we go after for which is contractors and I had the option between paying 50 pound for this hotel or 25 pound for this really nice house it kind of it's a no-brainer really and so that's what gave me the confidence it would work um and so yeah that's kind of like what gave me a bit of an inkling that um service accommodation would be the main thing and we started with rent to service accommodation uh we've now massively spread out so we probably focus more heavily on service accommodation management so we take on properties either for portfolio landlords or people that are doing sort of rent to service accommodation themselves, but don't want to be doing the management. And yeah, that's really allowed us to sort of kick things up a gear and grow quite quickly because now people bring the properties to us. It was um kind of the problem we had at the beginning. It was like, oh, where are we, where, um, where are we going to find the properties? And now the problem is, or sort of how can we time, like, timeline taking on these properties in a logical order? So it's kind of flipped reverse on its head there, which is quite good.
0: For anyone listening in who's, who's just heard of serviced accommodation for the first time, um. Obviously, you mentioned about hotels. Could you give us sort of like a little overview um of how it? You mentioned rent-to-service accommodation, and you mentioned serviced accommodation management. So, what ex- what exactly is serviced accommodation? And then, what are the differences between rent-to-service accommodation, serviced accommodation management, and say buy-to-service accommodation?
1: Yeah, a really good question, Kevin. Thanks for sort of asking me to expand that because I must admit, I, was, I live and breathe it every day. But I must admit, and it's not for everyone. um So, the basic premise of service accommodation is you take a house or an apartment and you provide a hotel like service. So, essentially, somebody can rent the property off you by the night um, and you will provide sort of basic services, be that dress beds, fully fit kitchen. So, essentially, people can turn up with just sort of their clothes in a well, if they choose to, obviously, but yeah, a suitcase full of clothes and that's about it and live in the property. The kind of basic business concept is of rent to service accommodation. That you rent a property on a monthly basis, so for a fixed amount, which you give to the landlord, you then re-rent it out to your guests on a nightly basis and charge a far higher amount over the course of a month. And anything between, obviously, your fixed costs, including the rent, and the sort of overall gross profit you make, or sort of gross turnover you make, is your for- profit margin. So that's rent to service accommodation in a nutshell. And that kind of involves you working with landlord's management or service accommodation management is different in that you take other people's properties on um, and you manage them for them. They might be a landlord again or it might be somebody that's actually renting the property. And what I really love about S- or what service accommodation management highlights is actually how much money can be made in SA because in a typical service accommodation management deal, there's four people involved, the four groups, and they can all make money with service accommodation for one property. So you could have a landlord who owns the property and takes the rent. You could have a letting agent who you've got the property through who takes their commission um, you could have um, potentially an investor who's renting the property and then we can even manage the property as a fourth entity and still everyone makes money out of one property which is kind of crazy when most of these properties are sort of free bedders, uh, free bedroom houses and stuff. Normally for a single let you might be looking at making sort of three or four hundred pound even if you own the property um, in profit. The deal difference then if you are doing sort of purchase a service accommodation is that you can buy the property and potentially manage it yourself or have somebody else manage it and clearly if four people are able to make money through service accommodation management if you own the property and you get the right kind of unit you can make easily two to three to even four times the income you make compared to doing it as a single let and there are also significant for all three of those strategies there are significant positive tax implications for the actual owner of the property um first one being capital allowances and potentially in some instances another section 24 doesn't also apply so Yeah, that's sort of overview of the three strategies. But what I really like, and obviously I think this comes back to you, Kevin, is um, I consider service accommodation management a true no money down strategy. So when you do rent to service accommodation, you have to pay the landlord rent, you have to pay the bills, you have to put furniture in, et cetera, et cetera. When we take properties on for service accommodation management, we will normally charge the investor to go and find all the furniture. So we'll charge a setup fee. Um, We'll charge them to sort of um, list the property online. We'll charge them to get the internet installed. So we'll get given chunky money up front just to even get, get collect the keys. And we will then take commission each month um, from the gross turnover of the property. And we don't really have to put any of our own money into the deal. So for us, no mon- uh, it's not even so much that it's no money down. We actually get paid to expand, which is something that's really helped us grow quite quickly.
0: You mentioned, obviously, capital allowances. You mentioned Section 24. So we, I would be doing separate videos in the in the coming weeks and stuff on specific st- things like section 24, like capital allowances. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you um, listen in for future stuff. So like the video, subscribe to the channel, and we'll be sharing those specifics with you in the coming weeks. But today's about Ben and about his journey and how he has got to where he's got to in such a short-term pound of time. Because you mentioned, Ben, that you, you read my, you were in the army, you read my book, what, 2018, no, uh, no, t- 2019. So actually 19. I, read your, I read your book around March, April last year, March, April 19. So last year. So just for anyone listening as well, we are currently in 2020. So you're looking at just over 18 months ago, say to reading the book, you came to the multiple streams event. And you've then gone and chosen service accommodation, so what have you done in that period of time since so since you got started? You mentioned that you're doing rent to service accommodation, you're doing service accommodation management. so what does your monthly sort of positive cash flow look for like at the moment since you got started sort of eighteen months ago since picking up the book?
1: Yeah, absolutely, so obviously following getting the book off yourself, I did the training and um. Around sort of September I started looking for my first service accommodation property. Uh, we actually started in Newport South Wales. Um we sort of looked to the areas we thought SA could work and we kind of like we got a, we got a theory which we still follow to this day which is the ugly towns and the ugly cities are some of the best ones for SA now. The what, the fancy ones the sort of two bedroom apartment by the river that's kind of been done to a degree in a lot of the sort of more cosmopolitan places shall I say whereas if you go for the sort of less obvious places, there's actually more of a market because initially there are there is less competition. So just as an overview, um, we got our first um, property in November last year, November 1st. Um, we've just gone past 60 units um, in our portfolio in combination of rent to rent and management. And yeah, we kind of started off Relatively slowly, I think we got one unit, um, spent nearly no, more than three weeks setting up, sort of um, being really inefficient, sort of driving around sort of that one visit here for a set of pillows, one visit there for a kettle, like not, not scaling or leveraging at all. Um, and then got our second unit, not until um, actually the 1st of January. So it took us a couple more months to get our second unit. Then we got a third um but then fortunately because as you probably were alluding to before we started talking interview kevin i quite like to post on social media and it's something i kind of take into heart quite heavily um we started having people approach us going we see what you're doing in newport um could you manage our properties and we hadn't even considered service accommodation management up until that point um so we "Go on in let's give it let's, let's give it a go um we'll obviously have to sort of up our game and do that and so we started taking on management properties and then deal sources who were operating in South Wales sort of actually came across us and went, actually, we've got deals and we've got investors who don't want to manage. Can you manage them for us? And that's probably what really kicked us into, like, kicked things into overtime, because suddenly we had people bringing us to properties, investors who were based overseas predominantly and didn't want to even like, ever visit the property and just saw it as an investment vehicle. And suddenly we just sort of used that to sort of multiply. And I think we um, by March, we had 10 units um, and then. Obviously, something, well, something pretty tr- dramatic happened, which I'm sure we're all more than we're well aware of in terms of a p- pandemic being announced um, here in the UK. And that clearly was very scary for a couple of weeks. We were like, oh, great. We've literally just got the business to the point now where it's starting to gather steam. And we've got a global pandemic, which is restricting travel by and large. Um, and I think I was due to leave my sort of job in the military a couple of months after that and essentially lose my salary. My business partner was sort of in a similar position. Um but we kind of had a couple of weeks to hustle down and we sort of realised, well, we, we, we didn't come this far, only to come this far kind of thing. So we looked at the alternate options and actually we found quite quickly by looking at the key worker demographic, to working with the local councils, um, local hospitals and stuff, we were still able to fill our units quite easily and not charge much less than we were. And so for the next three months, we actually increased from 10 to 30 units during the course of the first lockdown by exclusively targeting key workers and such. Um, and then once the sort of lockdown ended, we Fortunately, sort of proven the model to a lot of investors and stuff by that point. And kind of the tagline was, if we can make it work now, imagine how it'll work once the hospitality market comes back. So, yeah, we started to sort of grow a bit more. In terms of sort of numbers, I think just in terms of where we got turnover wise, um, I think we've VAT, we, we, we've registered in less than six months from sort of outset. So we sort of hit our 85K turnover point there. I think within roughly nine months, our turnover had hit six figures quite comfortably. Um, and, yeah, sort of since then we've been um, a bit, We've been quite heavily sort of set on growth. So our prof- most of our profit we actually cycle back into the business at the moment because our sort of main um, – yeah, our main focus really in terms of growth is to obviously take people on because we're not too heavily leveraged in terms of assets, but we need staff because realistically we've got a lot of work and we're now sort of expanded. We're in Bath, Bristol, uh, Western Supermare back in England, and we cover the majority of South Wales. So we're having to sort of build – a bit of a network covering quite a quite a vast area. So yeah, the, the main sort of overhead for us now is salaries and that's where most of our money goes back into.
0: Obviously that's massive scale this year. And a lot of people have took a huge advantage during the, the COVID because um, there's that saying of observe the masses, do the opposite. And uh, more billionaires, more millionaires and billionaires are made during a crisis than ever during a, a, an upturn in the market. So well done for taking advantage of that and going, okay, what can we do now? Rather than the head in the sand and doing nothing. And you mentioned there a lot about social media and, and people um, seeing you on social media. How do you feel social media has helped your growth and how critical is social media to property investing? Because I meet a lot of people and they think social media has nothing to do with property. But actually, I've always said it, it is. It's key. So from your point of view, how has social media helped you? And what would you say to other people who are maybe a little bit shy about being on social media and how they could get over that and get started on it as well?
1: Yeah, I genuinely, Kevin, I couldn't even reiterate enough. I think if I had to really distill it well, what, it down to what was the main thing that got us going and has allowed us to scale, we worked incredibly hard and done a lot of other stuff. But had we not marketed the business primarily through social media, which my ad is essentially free, we've only just started doing paid ads for our business. Like we've gone an entire year essentially just using what's free and available to anyone with their smartphone. That completely fueled things. We wouldn't have come across service accommodation management. We wouldn't have come across the majority of investors we've got. I mean, I sort of—I'll I'll be honest—on a sort of a weekly basis now, I'll probably get message without even asking for investment for probably three or four new investors every single week now. Who see what we do um, and like the idea and want to invest in it. To the point now where I can't—I ge- I genuinely struggle to keep up. And that's all about being consistent and not even really selling, to be honest. When I started posting on social media, all I was doing was just telling a story. And that was in, as in my story. And that just seemed to resonate with people and sort of draw people in. And obviously, it's a great community online as well. So sort of I'm part of a multitude of Facebook groups and stuff. But if I don't ever have answers to questions, I can tend to ask and get sort of really good answers. And you meet great people and get new opportunities. So, I've yeah, massive advocate of posting on social media. It's genuinely, for me, it's kind of a bit of a reverse because actually when I was in the military, I was um, in a role where you're encouraged to not even have a social media account. So I went from doing no social media to being complete and utter extrovert in every way shape and form on sort of on every platform I can think of I'm even on TikTok that's how much I've embraced social media um but no massive and I get people kind of don't like the idea of it um for some people and I think that is I completely appreciate and understand why because some of them will have the same thoughts I did initially it's like oh my friends and family are going to see me suddenly go from not posting to on there every day talking about property and what's that and I think I'm foolish um I'll be honest, my sort of experiences, I've had nothing but positive from it. I get people are say, getting in contact with me all the time, saying great things, I've met great people. Um, and I probably would say, if, if you're worried about people thinking negative, obviously, really, it's kind of on them. That's their problem. If they've got time in the day to think negative about something on Facebook, and actually instead of just scrolling past and going to find funny
0: cat videos or whatever they were planning to do, then that's their problem, not yours. You mentioned a lot as well, the community. So the Progressive Property Community, for anybody watching this, there's a Facebook community with over 33,000 people. So you can go to Progressive Property Community, click join, and join people like Ben within the community who will help you on your property journey, support you. Um, Ben, how has the community helped you? And what do you see as the sort of main benefits of, of the people you've met on your journey and how they've not just... JV partners and stuff are, are people that are giving you property to manage, but how have they helped you yourself on the journey?
1: Well, it's just great to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Obviously, um, business can be a bit of a lonely place. I'm lucky I've got a business partner and I, he, he and I can bounce ideas off each other. But at the end of the day, there's multitude of people out there. Um, we've got different ideas and it's great to have somewhere like the Progressive Property Community where you can obviously network meet meet like-minded individuals and actually sort of gain ideas and help each other and I suppose that's a huge huge part of it if you've got something a question you need answering you can go into a place like that ask the question and equally you can go in and add value and it's just yeah nice to sort of have a almost a safe place where you can talk property and not oh, he started talking about property again our and z because it's yeah obviously it's not everyone's cup of tea but if you love it you love it and the reality is I absolutely love property now. I love what it's done for my life and not just my life, but my sort of my families and my business partners' families and so on. And now the people we employ, um, it's changed all of our lives, arguably from a year ago when I knew nothing really other than exchanging my time for money. And now I kind of get to choose a lot more what I do in my life. Um, but yeah, being uh, sort of using communities online, such as progressive property is absolutely invaluable, to be honest, because you'd always help have that support and potentially accountability and other stuff that you wouldn't find elsewhere.
0: From within the community, have you found any, you know, people that you now manage property for, um, landlords that you're doing rent to rent, guaranteed rent on, have you found any of the landlords within the community? Are you managing property for people within the community or how are all your leads coming from uh, just local marketing? How, How are you marketing to find property so other people could do similar stuff?
1: Yeah, great question. Uh the very first property we found, um just to sort of go back to so, the um again, when I was just starting to learn social media, I think I'm a bit more savvy now, but then I didn't really know what what I didn't know as it were. The first uh, I did a Facebook post in the progressive property community, very simple. I literally put in there, um does anyone is anyone here doing service accommodation in Newport? Very simple, plain post, like no intention in mind. Um what transpired after that is um we actually got approached by a couple of um Couple, a lovely couple, portfolio landlords in Newport. They've seen the post on Facebook. They intentionally stalked us. They, um, they kind of ambushed us, we always say, at a local Progressive Property Network event. They kind of assumed we'd be there. And, yeah, they approached us, said, can we have your card? Done. That was our first service accommodation management deal. All came from one innocuous post in a Facebook community that led to meeting some people in real life. And now we work with them on loads of projects. Um, and we've had tons of stuff like that now. I mean, we have sort of investors and people we manage for, work with, source properties for, et cetera. And a lot of this comes through word of mouth because that's probably something I didn't mention. But if you put yourself out there a lot on social media, you start to become the, the known person for that specific area. So I would argue now, if you look around for service accommodation in Newport, my name will invariably be the one, the one that comes to the top because I'm sort of prolific on social media and I, I put the effort into posting nearly every day. I try and add, I try and add value by sort of t- 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 teaching people stuff I've learned. Be, be that good or bad. Um, and equally, I just continue to document my story. And for people that are um, looking to get into service accommodation, obviously, they can find that quite interesting because equally now I'm still following people on social media that are where I want to be. And it's sort of it. in that regard, I'm sort of giving back to people that want to be where I am. And vice versa, I'm still looking up to people that are where I want to go.
0: How important do you see education uh, uh, in your success in terms of I, a lot of people think, you know, you can learn everything in a book or the answer to every question is on Google. Um how important is actually getting the right education to your successor? Do you think you would have got to where you are now with, just by reading a book?
1: Absolutely not. I mean, very good book, Kevin. So thank you for that. Uh, obviously, but
0: but it is just. I've
1: done every single property course with Progressive. Um, so the whole lot, and in, in terms of property, I then did a mentorship or mastermind rather on service accommodation, and yeah, absolutely fueled me going forward. I mean, all the property courses I've done have been useful. Single lets and BRR is great because we're now sourcing property for. i well, sorry, buy refurbish refinance. So we're sourcing property that needs work, for so that people can then sort of um do the work and then we can use it for service accommodation. So that strategy I've worked with. Uh, we're also now on. We're also now a registered letting agent. So we're, we're incorporating HMOs and lettings into our business. So I've done the HMO course. We deal package. I've done the deal packaging course. Uh, we are currently working towards getting two apartment hotels which is kind of relevant for the commercial conversion course so all these courses i've done have actually been as useful as the service accommodation course i did um so yeah i'm a massive massive advocate of education and training i'm continuing to spend significant amounts of money on further training and education i won't stop because i think the moment i stop looking to improve myself through education self-development etc is the moment i sort of stop wanting to grow and if you're not growing, then, um, yeah, you're kind of doing it wrong in business because my aspirations, I'll be perfectly honest, are pretty high. I want to expand my business from where we are now to throughout the UK and beyond. And I see education, training, coaching, mentoring, networking, all of that kind of bubble um, as probably foremost and front to all of that, even before hard work. If you, it's, it's, you can work well and hard, but if you're doing the wrong thing, it doesn't really matter.
0: Well, I was going to say, so what? What's you've done a lot now in 18 months. You've got to a good place. You've replaced your income. You're now full-time in property what's next so where's where's ben brand going next and what does the next year look like for you what's the next five years look like for you
1: yeah um well so think fingers crossed i mean it's like this time next year i'm hoping we might actually be doing sa minus a sort of a significant global pandemic which will be almost feel odd to be honest now because that's pretty much all we've known um in terms of sort of direction and trend we want to continue building our standard business in terms of sort of houses and apartments but I'm a big fan of multi-unit deals. So essentially having lots of units under one roof. So sort of, as I mentioned, we are kind of working on a couple of apartment hotel deals, sort of one one of them will be a 24 bedroom apartment hotel. The other will be a 12 bedroom apartment hotel. Um, and we're also working with some investors who are purchasing um, apartment blocks for us to manage. So I think a significant shift for us is to continue doing the sort of single units, but really shift into bigger projects. Um, and at some point sort of, um, well, we'll, we'll continue working in South Wales and Southwest England for now, but I'm kind of intentionally moving the business further down the M4 corridor towards London. So we'll keep moving that direction and you never know, we might end up in the bright lights at some point in the big city um, and then further throughout the UK. We've also, as I said, sort of started doing let, um, letting agencies work. So we're going to sort of take on tenants and build that part of our business out as well. Um, and yeah, I always quite like HMOs sort of in the in terms of the concepts. So we'll start with rent to HMO and then potentially work with our build team on sort of purchasing properties and doing conversions. We're already doing deal sourcing now, which has been quite useful. Sorry about that, random notification on my PC. Um, We're already working on deal sourcing, so actually providing these opportunities for our investors. And I suppose, um, yeah, I want to build not just my business, but in the real world at some point as well. So I suppose what I'd love to do is get the business to the point where we can actually take sort of green and brown site developments and actually build bespoke apartment blocks or um, serviced accommodation hotels throughout the UK with our branding on to provide great value, great quality
0: accommodation for people to stay in. Awesome. So big plans. I'm gonna be looking forward to watching those plans develop over the coming years. So um for anyone who's watching and thinking, um, can I get started in property? Maybe they're thinking, you know, all the best opportunities are gone, it's it's too late, all the best deals are done. What would you say to somebody who's sitting thinking, is now a good time to get into property? Can they do it?
1: I'd say absolutely now's a good time. I genuinely believe that it's easier to get into property now than when I started. I'm not gonna say it was impossible when I started, but If you're talking about just as a strategy, rent to service accommodation, when I started kind of the economy was in an upward trajectory, tenants were relatively well behaved, et cetera, et cetera. And I'd argue the situation is not quite so similar now. Obviously there's a lot more uncertainty, a lot less people have been paying rent, et cetera. And I'm talking to landlords on a near enough daily basis who are a lot more interested in creative deals, rent to service accommodation, et cetera, et cetera. Because actually the idea of long-term guaranteed rent when they're currently receiving no rent is actually quite compelling. so I genuinely think it's an easier time to start now. It takes, as you said, first and foremost, getting educated. Secondly, really going for it, kind of having a bit of a burn your boats mentality. I don't really believe in in half measures in anything. You can probably tell sort of the way I'm coming across right now. But I sort of believe if you're going to do something, make it the main thing. Um, there's tons of opportunity out there. I mean, we're still we built a business during the, that was designed to hope to house people who were travelling during a period where the whole world would stop people travelling. So there was opportunity there. So there is, def- there is definitely opportunity coming sort of now. Um, so, yeah, if I think you should should do your research because um, property strategies won't work, work everywhere. But if you do your due diligence, you get educated, et cetera, then you can definitely absolutely make um, go for it. So I would say if you're thinking about it, have a sort of a, a word for yourself. Make sure this is the thing I'm going to do. And if you, yeah, if, you, if you're if 100%, I'm going to throw it all in, then go for it. Because, yeah, it's changed my life. I sort of for 12, 13 years knew nothing other than time for money. And if I hadn't just started to read the right things and sort of think a little bit differently to what I do now, I'd still be in that position, knowing nothing different. But I now wake up with a completely sort of different mindset each day than I had this this time a couple of years ago, a lot happier, a lot more in control and just sort of, I think, where I'm meant
0: to be in life. And literally, I got there just through property. Now, you mentioned something really interesting there is mindset. So knowledge is critical. Have the right knowledge to get you going on the journey so you don't make mistakes. But a lot of people have knowledge that they don't use. So how important is the right mindset to you and how, how important is that people get that right mindset or how do they get the right mindset to drive them forward as well?
1: Yeah, I think it's absolutely imperative, to be honest. Um, as you say, it's all good and well having the knowledge, but if you don't put it into action, a lot, a lot of putting that into action isn't, again, it's not, not physically having the knowledge, it's not having the tools to input the knowledge. It's just having that sort of glue to go, you know what, let's, put, let's, let's go for us. Um, and yeah, mindset in part, it's about surrounding yourself by the right people. So I started doing that through places such as Progressive Property, going doing the training, going and doing networking events or sort of talking to people, not, not my sort of pre- previous group of people that sort of only knew time for money, but actually people that had more aspirational ideas, uh, going and getting sort of um, more specific mindset and self-development sort of knowledge. So I'm a bit of a Tony Robbins uh, fan, I must admit. So I sort of done a lot of his stuff, but reading the right books, I mean, I, I pretty much try and read a book a week at the moment on self-development and Tony, I've done everything Tony Robbins done recently did his unleash the power course online, which is a bit weird. I was dancing around in this room for about four days straight, um, all that kind of stuff. But honestly, like a couple of years ago I'd have thought, what on earth are you doing? You absolute prat will go with that. Um, but it works genuinely all the kind of stuff I would have turned my nose up up to now. It all works. And if you just emulate or try and emulate People who are who do who are where you want to go, and I so sort of like really sort of um successful people such as Elon Musk, uh, Tony Robbins, etc. And you sort of see the stuff they do, and they probably do stuff which most people would consider weird, but they're a place I want to go. And actually, it's, in some ways, it's not rocket science. If you emulate the greats, you're that much more likely to get there. For some people
0: listening, while well, I heard you say that, I kind of dropped into my brain, and um, it's okay for Ben because Ben was in the army, right? So he's used to like. Going into battle and facing people in battle. So I mean, going out and looking for a deal is easy. I don't know if you ever faced people in battle, but you know what I mean? It's my picture. So that's easy for him to just go and do it. I mean, he's he's getting shot at in the army, so going out and getting rejected by a landlord's easy. But what about me? Because I'm I'm more um risk-averse, I'm more quiet, I'm more laid back. Can I really do what Ben does? So what would you say the first step somebody should be who maybe feels that they're they're not as and just go and do it sort of attitude? What, how can they overcome themselves or get out of their own way?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, the reality is, yeah, I did 12 years in the Army, but equally I had – I've never, up until starting this business, ever had a business. I got zero business experience. I had zero private sector experience. All I knew was being in the Army where, um, yeah, it's good in terms of command structure, but in terms of efficiency and running a normal business practice, it doesn't exist. Um, is the, is a short answer? Great, great, but obviously different priorities. So, first thing I say for people that kind of do feel, um, yeah, how do I get started? How do I get over myself? Everyone has something unique and a strength that they can use. Everyone, regardless, has something. If they think they're shy and retiring, they might be a very good, sort of analytical mind, etc. Um, It's so first things to sort of focus on the positive you you have, because I think everyone has that. And then it's just really sort of look at the risk. And what's the risk? We've all got one life, I believe. And the risk of not doing anything is you'll potentially might be stuck in a position and a life you don't particularly want. Um, and compared to going out and talking to a couple of agents, and genuinely I'm not, I, I, so you sort of, sort of talking about going into battle and stuff. I genuinely got intimidated the first few times I went and talked to agents. I thought, oh, this is scary. They're going to suss me out. You sort of quite quickly realized that having done a couple of property courses and just read a couple of books, you might know a little bit more than most of them, to be honest. Um, but it is intimidating to begin with, but, yeah, the risk of not going out and doing something like that and just taking the action. That's all it is, taking the action. If you show up enough times, you'll get the result you want. I'm a genuinely true believer of that. And I get people even now going, oh, how can I get into service accommodation doing rent to SA because the letting agents are closed? It's like, we well, can still pick up the phone. I got my first rent to SA deal through a phone call. Didn't even have to go and hit the letting agent and stuff. And you can sort of, I know you sort of massively reached practicing out of area and such. So if you really want to sort of um, get a bit of practicing, go and do that but equally what i found really useful was just to sort of pick up the phone and i think it's you you might remember kevin you did your um was it four or five day challenge i can't remember now last year sort of one where you were running around um Um, and that is genuinely that was right at the beginning of my journey i'd just done my training but i hadn't got a unit um i spent about two weeks going on looking talking to landlords trying to get deals over the line and it never hadn't quite come off you did that challenge and i watched it on youtube and i think there was one point where you basically um said, oh, I'm going to ring every single agent. I think you were in the car and you literally just, call, cool, cool, cool. And so I actually went um, and I took – I went on right move and Zoopla. I took a list of every single letting agent in my local area um, and the phone number. Monday morning for two hours, I, did, I made 26 phone calls in two hours, and two of those phone calls basically got me deals. And I got out of my own way. In the first three or four phone calls, I felt like an absolute sort of fraud. Um, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm talking about corporate accommodation. I haven't even got any units. And then suddenly – yeah you know I only needed two yes I needed needed one yes I got two and then now it's obviously a completely different situation
0: that was a 24-hour challenge it was like a one-day challenge yeah Yeah. Yeah. and um I did exactly that I just rang them all and I got two deals that day and you got two deals that day and it is the fundamental of it is a numbers game it's a numbers (laughs) game um so it's having the confidence and just going out and doing it so um uh, the 24 the hour no money down challenge for anyone who's what listening in it's on the progressive property youtube channel so you can find it within the youtube channel just type in kevin mcdonnell 24 hour challenge or just type in 24 hour challenge or sh- no money down 24 hour challenge and you should find it as one of the videos so you can have a watch as well so you can follow the same steps of that challenge so you'll see what ben did um, ben, really appreciate you coming on. It's been an absolutely awesome story, brilliant journey. It'll be really inspiring for other people to go follow in your footsteps as well. Um, if anybody's looking to find you, um, how can they find you? Uh, other, obviously, you're in the Progressive Property community, but how can they find you if they want to follow your journey?
1: Of course, thanks, Kevin. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty prolific on Facebook and Instagram, but if you um, look for me on Facebook um, as Ben Brand or Ben the Brand, I have a sort of Facebook page and Facebook groups and whatnot. And equally, again, Ben Brand on Facebook um, instagram and if you want to look at my company which obviously give you an idea of what we do stay bc is the name of the company again you'll find our business page on facebook linkedin instagram the the whole lot to be honest even i'm I'm probably on social media platforms i'm not even aware of thanks to my team so all over the place